Welcome to Spotlight on Natural Resources. I'm Bill Wastner. With me is Jay Solomon. Welcome, Jay. Good afternoon. So, uh, we're going to talk today about invasive species or exotic invasive species. And as we talk about that subject, I think it would be useful for our listeners to know what exactly an exotic invasive species is. Well, let's start with invasive species, and that can be either an animal, insect, plant, uh, some invertebrates, uh, a number of things, but anything that falls in those categories that is taken, is out of its area and tends to take over an area and spread into that area basically undeterred. An exotic invasive species uh, are those things that were introduced from some other region and particularly from another continent in most cases, and they tend to spread rapidly and unchecked because they don't have the natural predators or control mechanisms that they would have in their native habitat. In other words, those other things that compete with it or slow it down. If we think about it, a couple of them that are examples everybody's familiar with is, is the Asian carp in the Illinois River, uh, the emerald ash borer, which is spread from kind of the Chicago and, and uh, the Lake Michigan area outward in multiple states here, and uh, kudzu, which is the scourge of the South. I mean, they talk about all the all the forest and all the areas down in, in the southern United States being taken over by by that plant that was brought in. Really what they do is they come in and, and uh, destroy or, or displace our native species, which is kind of what we've already alluded to, but uh, how they do that is they're disruptive or do basically irreparable damage to that ecosystem. They change the balance of everything, which is why we should be concerned about it. If we look at insects like uh, emerald ash borer, uh, gypsy moth, they come in and kill the trees. Well, that's a problem, but the bigger problem is that removes a food source and a shelter for birds, insects, uh, other animals that utilize that that tree or, or whatever trees, that, in the case of gypsy moth, any trees. Uh, um, and then if we look at some of our plants and plant impacts, which is one of the areas I've been working in, and more lately is it's kind of that connection with plants and animals uh, can having their own plants can come in and, and really mess up the survival of local plants, native plants, and also changes the habits and or survivability of some of our, our animals. I when we think about it out in, out in the woods, you think about uh, buckthorn, uh, garlic mustard, bush honeysuckle, uh, Japanese barberry are all items we see in in that area. Uh, bush honeysuckle is disruptive in, in that it it basically displaces a lot of our native underbrush in in forest areas, which they're used for both nesting and food for some of our birds. And look at bush honeysuckle; it, it grows a little bit lower. It's much more flexible than some of the native brush that would be out there. Some of the other things that would be out there, and it opens up the nesting for being easier to access by the predators, thus fewer fewer birds in, into the future. Uh, Japanese barberry uh, is another one of those that um, initially it's a problem that it's so dense that a lot of our 
prey animals can't get access and, and basic predators prey can get under it get away from them which is seems like a good thing although we get too many of them get away from it and then we lose things like our red foxes uh, and then we get an upsurge of of rabbits and other small vermin and underneath it uh, then as that gets bigger then it gets to be a problem for even those small animals to get through it so it becomes impregnable for anything I see um, so um, what then can we do about it? Well, some of the things that we can do is, uh, the biggest thing is is get involved, be informed, and be vigilant about the things that we do. Um, and what I'm thinking there is, you know, landowners need to work to identify potentially emerging issues, whether it be an insect or a plant or an animal coming into an area. But you know, take particularly if we think about plants uh, on on out in a forest or prairie area, being aggressive about trying to control those um, and trying to really support the native plants that would be out there. Um, you know, working with neighbors to do a coordinated effort so that your impact is a little bit better and, and you expand that impact. Uh, as we know, if, if you control something on your place and everybody around you lets it go, well, it's going to keep reintroducing into your property. Um, one of the things is, is things like the ash tree, remove, remove them, utilize them as soon as you discover that they've been infected, if you can, or, or even in before of that, if they're of a salvageable or log, uh, a, a condition where they could be logged out and actually utilized that way and avoid, you know, moving by doing that, we can slow down the infestation. We take away the food source for that insect therefore uh, controlling it in a way uh, realize this kind of got away from us but still as we get out into more of the rural areas we've really got a chance to do some things to slow it down um, and avoid being the the carrier the human movement for those insects and and plant material as well um, basically be aware and don't move things that could be whether it be a tree parts of a tree that could be infected by either gypsy moth or uh, emerald ash borer, uh, some of the other beetles that are coming in, where you move that into a, an, another location. Uh, and also think about plant material. We, we see a lot about some of the smaller plants, basically seeds being brought in on, on hiking boots and that kind of stuff. So being kind of vigilant from that standpoint. If you're out in the woods, make sure you're not moving something from one area, one hiking area to another hiking area. As far as landowners and landscapers, being aware of and thinking about those things that are uh, that are in your landscape. Look at doing more natives or at least those plants that are proven to be non-invasive plants. We look at a lot of these plants we're talking about. The, the Japanese barberry, for example, is something you can still buy at a lot of uh, a lot of locations where you can buy a landscape plant. They're considered a, an ornamental landscape plant. Uh, but looking at moving those out and being aware of those things that are getting out of our landscape and into rural areas, especially if you live on the, the peripheral of an urban area where it has that chance to get out in, and spread in a, a natural area or into pastures or uh, prairie timber areas 
try to do your part to kind of control that and, and take those out. So we look at some of the things that we got in, the, the bush honeysuckle, Japanese barberry, some of our ground covers. Um, there's a couple of the, one of the, one of the pear trees that's moving its way onto the invasive list because it, it tends to reseed and be very aggressive out in, in timber uh, around uh, forest edges work to move those out of your landscape as you identify those and, and replace them with something that's uh, is better for the environment but and you still get the color it doesn't mean we can't have the, the color and something that looks nice that kind of stuff just uh, maybe things that are have a little bit better uh, behavior behavior yes and yeah. may have may have actually bring the benefit of having a food source for those birds and other things that you like to have around the house very good. So where can we go to get more information? Is, is there uh, information on the web that you would recommend? Well, there's, there are several places, too. One is uh, if you do, do a, a basic search of Illinois invasive species, you come up with several lists. Uh, the U.S. Forest Service has a nice list of them that is the U.S. list, um, and that one is... Uh, www.fs.fed.us slash invasive species. And that's a good comprehensive list. Um, and then the Illinois uh, IDNR has a, uh, Illinois Department of Natural Resources also has a nice list and a group of educational materials, uh, resource materials, has the new weeds that are being identified and is maybe a good stepping off place for several of these things the last one and kind of one that that many of us work off of uh and and some of the nicer printed material out there is the illinois natural history survey uh within their shop uh their shopping online piece has a real nice set of posters and some other uh things of that nature where somebody can look at it and big thing there is it helps you identify what some of those are those species are. There's a number of other places where uh, some of it is uh, stored, but that's kind of a good start, maybe. Good, good. Well, for another edition of Spotlight on Natural Resources, this has been Bill Wasner and Jay Solomon. <laughs> <laughs>